Hey y'all and welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm talking to Tyler Skinner who is the founder of Connected Communities and Women Making Waves and I am just so grateful for our connection in this conversation. There are just so many great nuggets and her sharing her story is so powerful. I hope that it leaves you inspired and and really leaves you feeling like it's time. If you have been thinking about you know, that, that thing in the back of your mind that you just, you want to do, you have a passion, you've put it aside for years, but it keeps coming back. I hope that this gives you the push to just start taking those steps. Um, and Tyler gives some really great advice on how to get started. So hope you enjoy. I'm Tyler Skinner. I'm the founder of two companies, actually. Connected Communities is my first company, and that looked very different pre-pandemic than post-pandemic, and that's sort of part of the story, so I'll share that today on the podcast, and then blossoming into Women Making Waves, which is where kind of my focus is now, the majority of my focus is on that, and building up a women's platform, women's empowerment platform, an authentic community of women who lift each other up, support each other for real, you know, in each other's corner and doing that through curated experiences and a membership and events, and also um, helping women kind of find that competence, confidence and true connection. So those are, that's really where I'm at. And I think I would call myself a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Um, I really like that term more than cereal. I kind of going away from cereal now because I think cereal sounds weird. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and it's, it almost has a negative connotation to it. Like you're, you just, you tried a bunch of things and you didn't figure it out. I think that all of it is stepping stones and leading you to where you're meant to be. So I, I have a lot of different avenues. I have a lot of talents and skills and layers like a lot of us do. And so I'm following those things. I'm following my heart in a lot of ways and where it leads me and finding those right connections and collaborations that make sense. So I'm that I'm a speaker. I'm, you know, a mentor to so many and I'm a community leader and a community builder. That's what I do. So that's me. That's I love it so much. I love it. But your podcast, I mean, this whole thing about embracing your bravery, I think that there's so much to this. So I can't wait to dive in and talk about the bravery side because it takes freaking guts to do, to do what we're doing. Yeah. To do anything that's sort of out of the norm, you know, it's so hard and it takes so much courage and I feel like you don't have the confidence at first, for sure. Like you have to have the bravery first. You have to have that courage to just take that first next step and then build. And as you're building, you're gaining confidence. Um, so I think so many people out there think like, oh, I'm not confident enough to do this thing. Well, I mm-hmm. think, you know, you have to just start and then the confidence will come as you continue to walk down the path. So I would love to just dive into your story and you know, how did you get started? What were you doing before you made, you know, the transition and, and how did you get started? I think before that's the thing is I like so many, I I guess I can go back to college days, which is a lot of what I'm doing now. We're creating a mentorship program actually right now for young women. And it's because I was in that seat, you know, 20 years ago and I was sitting there going, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do this. And I was in school and couldn't, it wasn't available to me. Mm -hmm. That wasn't an option really. And that wasn't the, what society was telling me. And that wasn't what family was telling me. And that wasn't what everyone else professors, all the things I wasn't getting that. 
And I, I feel very fortunate because I want to acknowledge the fact that not everyone gets the chance to go to college and, and actually have that opportunity. So I'm really fortunate that I could. But what's interesting about it is I look back on it and I go, not that it was a waste in some ways, but part of me is like, that I'm not doing anything with that degree. You know, that's right. not really who I was, right? At the time, it was really just something that I did in order to get, again, like I said, stepping stones. So in that finding my own mentors and finding my own way and navigating that, it's kind of funny because the whole university's motto was learn by doing. And I cracked up because I'm like, I am a walking poster child for that. That is literally what I've been doing since I graduated. And yeah, I studied abroad in that time and going abroad really opened my eyes to these options and opportunities of like, okay, worldview, like a bigger global view of what's going on out there in the world that I kind of had been fed and taught. Like even the news was different, everything out there, the way people lived, I just got exposed to some really interesting things that got me to say, okay, there's, there's a great big wide world out here. And I am part of that. And I am integrated. I really integrated myself into the culture. I fully assimilated into where I was. I stayed an extra year and lived there to the point where I was speaking fully speaking their language and not even speaking English most of the time. And that was really interesting. It was an interesting experience to be a foreigner, to be, I mean, I guess in some ways illegal because my whole visa had lapsed and I'm sitting there like, okay, that's a unique experience. And then seeing how other people live, you know, just kind of walking in their shoes. And I think from that point, coming back to the U.S., it was really hard for me to actually, I'll say one thing because you're embrace your bravery. I think it's really important to talk about this super scary to go abroad. First of all, that was, I think my first big, big leap where I felt like I wasn't fully sure (laughs) of like what was going on and just going anyway. And, you know, having my parents and everyone say, Oh God, it's so scary. And like this country and this stuff, and we're reading the news and la la la. And I went anyway. And I felt like I was really called to do that. And I had a, I had a mission to not only, it wasn't even about studying per se, there, it was more about the, what I was going to experience out there in the world. That was really what I was looking for and to find myself in that sense. And along that journey, I met some amazing people. I learned a language. I could do incredible things that I didn't think I could do navigating a huge city, like getting a job in that city, like all these things that I thought, okay, I could totally do this in my early twenties. And the experience that I really want to share that I actually haven't shared often, but because your title is so fitting is the, what the turning point for me for coming home. And one of the also reasons that I was like, okay, this was crazy was I was held up at knife point when I was there. So that talk about bravery, like that's where you really see, like, what are you going to do in those moments? And I haven't shared this at all really. And I I think it's weird that I'm not sharing this about the bravery (laughs) part, because I think it was a really pivotal point for part of like, I hadn't seen my family in two years. I hadn't seen anybody. I hadn't been speaking to them very much. It was like every so often that phone call, an email, those kind of things. But I was traveling. I was with friends. I was doing my thing. And then one day I was living there and I went to the ATM machine and it was broad daylight. And this guy came in with a knife and like pushed me against the wall. And I'm sitting there going, what are you going to do now? Like in that moment, it was like everything flooded through me of, I was 22 years old. I didn't even know, you know, what came over me, but I just remember like screaming at the guy, like everything, like rage came out of me, like literal, it was the first time I'd ever experienced like full-blown rage. Mm -hmm. And I went, what is that? You know, part of me was shocking even myself because in another language, fully yelling at someone fluently with rage and the person like was shocked, 
you know, yeah. their face. I was very lucky. I, I consider myself lucky. I don't think, and I don't know what would have happened otherwise. You know what I mean? I don't know. But all I knew in that moment was I was like, you're not taking this from me. I work hard for where I am and I worked hard for this and you will not take my life. You will not take my money. You will not take anything from me today. Wow. That's all I kept feeling in my, in my mind. Right. And I also wanted to see my family and all these things flash before you. And this guy puts the knife away, like literally puts it and goes, starts speaking to me in a tone where he's like, okay, I'm going to put the knife away. And now you're going to give me the money thinking that that was going to change. I'm like, well, now the knife's gone. I'm definitely going to fight like 100%. A lot of this stuff came up for me. I mean, came up from my childhood trauma, like all these things that's surging through me of anger and just resent. I mean, I can't even explain it to you. And I just went right off on this guy and I'm going, I'm going to just go after him. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. And he walked away. So because I wasn't an easy target, apparently, and I, I took too long, that's something I've learned later. You know, it was broad daylights. People were walking around the streets. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you t- I took too long and he walked away. And, and I remember getting out of the ATM and falling to the floor, collapsing and just laying there going, oh my God, and my whole body. Cause I'd been, had all that adrenaline just collapsing. And I, at that point I said, okay, I'm done here. I'm done here. I've, I've served my time here. I've, this is my chapters closing. I need to go home. I need to see my family. I need to go back and see what what I can do there. And I think from that point on, honestly, Robin, that's where things changed for me, where I I went full blown into entrepreneurship because I went even more so like I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, I'm not going to do incredible. Else do. That, that was it. And I really don't think about that very often. It's strange, but your podcast title and what you're doing for people to share that story, I think that's really important. So I had to, I just felt really compelled to share that right now. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I think that that's, I mean, super helpful and it's such a pivotal moment for you. And it's also like, wow, I am really strong. I am Mm -hmm. really brave. And I, if I can, you know, do this, like what else can I do? I can do anything. That's kind of, I mean, true. And I went back. I mean, I, I felt like I conquered abroad, you know, in my mind, I was like, I, I did all these things I didn't think were possible. And coming home, I was a different person completely. And I, and it was very hard to reassimilate back to this culture, this, you know, everything, go back to university, finish school, you know, all those things where I had been like, wow, I just experienced all this stuff. How can I do this now? So all I knew is that I had to do something with it. I had to take that knowledge and that what I gained from that experience and do something really big with it. And I just didn't know what that looked like. So truthfully, I didn't do that right away. That's the thing I want people to know too, is I didn't do it right away. I somehow got back into that mode of like assimilation. And then I was, you know, in the comfort zone again. And I started as I'm moving through it, I kept, it's in the back of my mind, but it never was something that I just went, all right, I'm just going to go out and start tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I graduated. I worked for a company. I mean, I did all the things. I kind of went through the motions to test that out, hated every minute of it. And that part of me was still there because it's in the subconscious. It's in your body. You have this experience. And it was like, no, you can't, you can't do this to yourself. This is not you. But so many things kept happening along the way where it took me years to get to the point where I finally was like, okay, are you, you're ready to actually like take the leap mm-hmm. and do this. So it wasn't right away. Yeah. No, I think that's really important to share as well, because yeah, it does take so much time. And then even when you're building, it takes time. So yes. what were some of those things that finally pushed you to take that leap? 
I think for me, it was my, my innate desire to do something for myself and create, I'm a creator and I didn't recognize, I think self-awareness is a really big part of this journey for me. And it's taken me a very long time to be, to get there, to kind of go, okay, this is what's going on because I didn't, I, these things were working in my favor and working for me. And I didn't really recognize them along the way. I was just kind of going through certain motions or making decisions that seemed like they were part of that, but I didn't know how to identify it. I couldn't say, oh, that's it. So I was doing these things and building this stuff because I was again, passionate about a certain thing. I knew that I wanted to do my own thing. So I would start off, I played small for a long time though. I did a lot of, you know, testing and trying and, and, you know, interviewing and getting the ideas and figuring it out because I was actually really scared to be seen. I was scared to like do the big in my head and in my vision and what I really had inside. I was kind of scared to let it out. There was a lot of me that was like, this is a lot to share with people. And I don't know if they're going to receive it. So I had little businesses. I would do things with partners. You know, I had like a couple partnerships and, oh, let's do it together. So then it makes me feel less, you know, like I could do this on my own and things like that. I had a business. I had business with my ex because I was married before and doing things in the art space. So I was doing art shows and putting together events and doing all these things. And then I became an art rep and started a partner, a business with a partner and was working with galleries and designers. And like, I loved that world. That was me being in my creative, me being in that space around people that were like me, that really yeah. felt good. But again, still playing small for so on so many levels. And then I had my first daughter in that process. And I had to actually make a hard decision, which a lot of women do, where it was really challenging. My ex and I split up and I had to make a really hard decision of you know being a single mom and then trying to run this business. It wasn't viable for me to do that at that point. So I needed to let it go. And that sucked. That whole thing was really hard. Cause again, I worked hard for it. I built up a lot of relationships and I had to let it go because I needed to focus on her. That was the important thing at the time. And that was like, okay, you've got this child now. And so I did that. I was a single mom and I went to work for my cousin who had an interior design business. So I stayed in that business, so to speak, but in a different capacity but yeah, every, a lot of that was hard on me too, you know, to actually do that and go, okay, well, what are we doing now? What's the next thing? Always dreaming, always thinking of the next thing. And it took quite a while to get to that, to that place where I finally was, I'm always making baby steps in the background though. That never was going away. That like, that, I guess your heart's beating. You're always thinking about it. And I'm always yeah. writing stuff down and talking to people and planning and doing those things and building those, those bigger relationships to do something bigger, but it never came. And honestly, it took a really long time until about 20, then I had my second daughter, 2015. So around, around that time, it was like, and I'm grateful that I got to be home with them, you know, in that stage of the first year, I know you and I have had these conversations. I was grateful yeah. to be able to stay with her and both of them, you know, be able to be there and watch those things like their first steps and all those things. I was really grateful for that time. But honestly, all along, there was a part back in my mind that's like, you got to do your thing. You got to show them what you're made of. And then now it became even more so because I have daughters. And I was like, all right, now these these girls are going to grow up watching you. You, you got to do your thing. It's time. So I think that was another big push was becoming a mom. That was a big push because it taught me a lot about myself and what I'm also capable of bringing humans into the world and, and also being able to be there for them and figure all that out, going through a really tumultuous relationship with the first one's dad 
which was not great. And the divorce and all those things. I mean, there's just so many things that I've had that I thought, wow, I, but I went, I got through it. I got through it. Yeah. It wasn't awesome at the time, but I made it. Yeah. That's a super long-winded answer to your, to your question. But I think that it's important to note just because there's so many things that sometimes we don't share where, um, how we got to where we are. Cause I think that's the thing is people see what's in front of you or they see what's on social, they see their webs and they go, wow, she's like doing amazing. Like that took a lot for me to get here. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's like learning through all of the, the challenges and some of the trauma, you know, learning, um, and, and being stronger once you come out of that, you know, and realizing you're so much stronger because you went through those things and you got to the other side and it's like, okay, let's go. Like what's next. I can handle, if I can get through all of that, I can get through whatever, you know, this thing might throw at me. So I think that's really cool. What would, um, what piece of advice would you give, um, a woman out there that, you know, is maybe in that stage you were before you took the leap of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get started or feeling, you know, that imposter syndrome of like, who am I to do this thing? Kind of what advice would you give them? I feel like if you, if you thought about it and you decided and it matters to you that much, you got to go do it. It's just like this, our podcasts, right? Like I started this podcast and a lot of people were like, how'd you start a podcast? I just did it. I wasn't, it's not perfect. None of it. That's what I think is the part is the, is the perfection piece comes from an exterior source and you have to go within and say, who the F am I and what do I want? And that's going to dictate and determine how you take those courses of action because it isn't anybody else's journey. It really is not anyone else's experience, but yours. And if you really want it bad enough, honestly, you will find a way you will find a way to do it because we are those type We're human beings are like that. If we're given those things. So we have those callings or those we're nudged a certain way. You will make it work. People have done far. So many things, like we said, divorces, deaths, job changes, moving to places. There's so many things you can talk about and say, I got through those things. Right. And people can say, wow. I mean, if you can do that, then why couldn't you start a business or why couldn't you start a podcast or why couldn't you start a group or start doing something? It really takes like this one step. So I have a friend who talks about, she has a book called fearless, fearless factor. And I love it so much. Cause she says, fearlessness is not absence of fear. It's taking that step anyway. So it's just one step. And I think what people don't realize is not all the things have to come together. It's one step. So you call that one person and you're like, Hey, will you do this thing with me? Or will you come and then we call five more people. Let's just like do this thing or the podcast. You're like researching online and you go, Oh, I can use zoom. And I can use anchor or something free and I could just start. And then I just call up my friends or people and say, do you want to, I want help with this. Or can you beta this with me? Can I'm, I'm working through this. Can you give me feedback? I think those are the kind of things we forget our inner circle. And that's why I think it's so important to keep a good inner circle, you know, and know who you're with, right. Who's close to you, because that's your personal board of directors. Those are your cheerleaders. Those are the people that are going to like constructive, tell they want to help you build. Right. And that's yeah. what we're building with women making waves is that idea of like people forget, even in that construct, Robin, we have women that come in as members and they'll tell me, Oh, I have this thing I'm working on. I'm like put in the chat, like put in the chat. And then they, they watch when they do it, all these women ping, ping, ping. Oh, I'll go, I'll go, I'll do this. I'll da, da, da. 
And like, that's what we're cultivating, but it takes, it takes that, right. Mm -hmm. You have to just take that step. And I told you earlier, when we started doing our event, 10 women on a beach, we just called a bunch of our friends and said, we know we're all going through this collectively. It was during the pandemic. And we're like, we're outside. We can be safe. The sun is shining. The wind is blowing. If you want to wear a mask, that's great. We don't want to, if you don't feel safe, that's also fine. And just come, just come. And we set up a beautiful brunch table and we brought women together and everybody purged. And that's where it started. That's what yeah. it takes sometimes, you know? And then you go, oh, aha moment. This is something. And you just keep going with it. And you lean into those things that feel right. And that feel like it's the, where the flow is. You don't have to always face resistance all the time. I love that so much. It gave me chills. Like, I'm like, oh, that is, it's so beautiful to hear um, because it doesn't have to be that hard. You know, it no. really doesn't have to be that hard. I think that so many times in life, we're coming up against all these challenges and life is so hard. Like, just make it easy. Just do the first thing you know, that feels good and feels right. And you feel like you're serving and you're giving back. I, I think that's so amazing. And it's so it needed. Back to you. It really does. And you're, and you'll know it's right because you'll get that feeling. You will know. And that's what I mean about going back to self-awareness. You'll check in with yourself and say, this feels right. I'm on the right path. And that's all you need to know really. And then everything else is like, I tell people it's logistics. It's like everything else is just coming up with, do I need a website or not? Do you know, all those things, right? You have funnels, you have whatever you want to do for your business. But I think that all that is like just the, the logistics part. It's like figure outable mm -hmm. this, this part though, the part that of you driving that that's a different story. And that's something you have to check with yourself and say, okay, am I on the right track? Do I want to do this? Is this important to me? Is it my, why is it my passion? Does it matter to me? And you'll find those people will start to actually also gravitate to, toward you who are like open doors open and people start coming in. They're like, Hey, I kind of, I get random emails now all the time from people like, Hey, I kind of like saw your page or I thought of something because they're coming to me and it was exactly what I needed. It was like someone I was desiring or seeking or some, some collaboration of some sort, but it's coming. And it's been three years of me doing this. So this isn't like overnight, but I'm, I'm consistent. I'm not giving up and I'm consistent. And I think that's something that people forget too, is patience, consistency. I mean, this is entrepreneurship. I always tell people is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. So you're not, you're, you have to pace yourself. You are not like trying to rush to the end and get it done. And then you're like, woohoo, I made six figures. I'm done kicking back. Life is good. I mean, I'm sure for some that's happened for some people. Okay. Great. But for the majority, it really is. And I read a statistic the other day. It was interesting about entrepreneurs and they were talking about how most successful start in their forties. And I wow. thought that was really fascinating because they've been through things. They've had some trial and error. They maybe have worked for companies. They didn't like this. They, whatever they were doing. Right. And they've started something and they're ready. It's a lot of it is the belief and the confidence and the being ready. Absolutely. So that's something I think people should really look at is we don't have to have things figured out right away. You can totally take steps toward that and, and make it and take it slow at your pace. Cause it's your pace. And really it's hard to ignore. I'm not going to lie. The, the comparison thing is the thief of joy. So I, and I've done it. I still, from time to time, it's why I don't watch social. I try really hard not to scroll or look at social media. Cause for me, it actually brings me down. 
And, and I really try not to, I try not to look like, oh my God, that person's doing a better event than me. They have more people than me. You know, all these things. I don't, I want to just be like, focus on what you're doing because what you're doing is important and it's important to you. And it's important to a lot of people. So just keep doing it. Yeah. And it's the impact you're making too. It's so, it's so important and it just continues to grow. Yeah. Well, that's uh, so great. Thank you for sharing all of that. I think it's really helpful. Um, can you share with us where we can find you and your podcast? Yeah. Yeah. You can find us at, we have women dash. So there's a hyphen in between women hyphen making hyphen waves.com. That's our website. You can also find us on Instagram at women dot making dot waves. We have to have like dots in between. And, um, yeah, I think that's the best way and DM. Cause I check the DMS all the time. I think it's really interesting. People think we do have a social media person, but I also check them and I'm also sending messages. So typically I'm seeing everything that comes in and I'm loving being able to respond and engage and all those things. Cause I think it's important to me. It's important to see where people are. And I definitely want to chat and connect with a lot of different people. So please reach out. I'm totally available. I tell people all the time, I promise I won't ghost you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, people always talk about that in business now. Like I sent this email and never got a response. I'm like, and if I, if I did do that, I want to know about it and I want to apologize because that's not me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been so great to connect with you and I just hope that we continue to collaborate and, and work together. I think absolutely. It's in the cards, Robin. I a hundred percent would love to, and I love what you're doing. And thank you so much for providing this space to talk about bravery. And I'm telling you, I don't think I would have shared that story otherwise. And I haven't for so many years and you've allowed me to do that. So thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. And if you could do me a favor and leave us a rating and review, if you're loving this podcast, it really helps to get the message out there and share it with a friend. I hope y'all are having a great week. Bye.